like, hi, I don't want to be recorded, <laughs> which is pretty awesome that it tells you that somebody's recording you. It is. That... I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Hi. Hi. How are you? Great. Your it's hair been a great. long time. Thank you. I really, really tried. It's very good. <laughs> I did not. I just put it up here to get it out of my face a little. Um, I'm living my best seventies summer. So seventies uh, life, you should do the seventies life. Yeah. Well, I've got that high-waisted button up cut off like Daisy D jeans, which are nice. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, that I are like uh, cut off shorts that I'm wearing all the time. So that's, that's my, that's my, uh, 70s summer right now. I love living it. it. The big old glasses that I yes. would have made fun of my mother for, <laughs> um, back in the day. They're working. Yeah. They're coming back. They are. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. I'm living my best seventies life right now. You look gorgeous. Your room looks gorgeous. It's, yeah. Talk about seventies. I've got like crushed velvet bedding and I've got like instruments. That's great. <laughs> I didn't realize that your bedding was crushed velvet. That's it amazing. Is. It is. It's got, I love that. On it. <laughs> That's great. Um, speaking of like getting into, I don't even know if this is seventies, but I'm drinking scotch. That's nice 70s. Little... Nobody drinks scotch. <laughs> I, I think everyone sh- should. I mean, it's a it's a very good alcohol. Mm, I guess. I don't trust you anymore after the gin incident. So I thought you didn't trust me after the wine incident. Now it's the gin too. Well, <sighs> the gin first. I should have stopped there. Then it went to wine. <laughs> yeah. I I can sneak stuff in on people. Yeah. I don't it's... think Cherie trusts me after the uh the infused bourbon at my holiday party that she yeah. just was oh, trying God. to sip on yes I remember that I remember I that like, are you clicking something yeah sorry <laughs> I'm done <laughs> I forgot it's to right by the microphone <laughs> I was just here like clack 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 like, what <laughs> is that oh well, gosh that's a about as good as an intro as any. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why Welcome not? to Revolution Rosies, folks. Season four. Season four. Wow. It's crazy. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. My yeah. name is Vivian Vega. And I'm Betty LaRue. And we're so happy to have you here and to have you back in our lives. We had to like a small little break over the summer, which yes. we normally do to break up the seasons. Yes. Uh, but we also had a lot going on and we needed a... Um, we need a break. So how was uh, your summer? So my summer was good. Um, I graduated from my boot camp. Woo! Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm currently looking for a job in coding. Um, it's frustrating, but I'm really excited because I'm still working a lot of projects and stuff that I was doing on my own and um, trying to build some websites for people and stuff. So it's been an interesting journey and I'm really excited about it. Um, also, uh, I'm a big nerd. You know that about me. I do. Um, I reached out to my school afterwards because uh, there were four women, including myself, in my class when I started my class, and I'm the only one that graduated. Oh, no. So I reached out to my school afterwards, and I said, hey, what can I do to help you bring in and keep them until the end of class? Like, what can I do to help you reach out to more women? Because... We need more. Yeah. And I was really sad to be the only person in our graduating class. So, uh, so I'm trying to work with them on doing that. And they That's were awesome. really receptive to the idea. They were really excited about it. I was like, what can I do to be your female liaison? So, cause I'm a, I'm a, a type personality. <laughs> 
I used to be, but I am not anymore. I don't know. Oh, I think you still are. I think you still are. So, um, that was my summer, you know, got, you know, Hazel is huge and fun. Um, Mikey's doing awesome. I'm still dealing with some eye stuff, which kind of sucks, but whatever. You just get through it. Um, but that's, that's my summer. You had a, a, a fun summer. I mean, not, not really. We started playing as a band again, which is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, have a documentary. I got to perform with you. You did. You did. At our I got comeback to come back show. after three years. Yes. yes. That was exciting. Yes. Uh, and it was a really great show. Um, yeah. And, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a documentary coming out in August about the band. And um yeah, I mean, we've been just kind of working on our art around these parts, and I moved. And you, as I say, you bought a house. That's huge. I was like, <laughs> that was what I thought you were going to start with. <laughs> I forgot. You know, it feels like we've been here forever now already. So I, it's like I feel like time moves fast, but so slowly right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like we're, this we're in a weird, weird, yeah, place. Yeah, so. it's strange. We got to see each other also. Yeah, in person, facing with people. It was so good. It was so, so, good. Good. so good. So um, good. But now here we are. So yeah. <laughs> and it's good to be here. I'm super excited to be here. Absolutely. Uh, this is going to be an amazing season. Oh, and also I should mention, um, I don't know if I should mention it here, but I'm going to. Um, okay. <laughs> we are, we were nominated for an award, a podcast award. Yeah. Um, for what was it? Society and culture, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Columbus podcast. Columbus, yes. So yeah. we'll put a link, um, to vote, but you can only vote until August 7th. So you've got so, like four days when this podcast comes out, I think. So like, go and search for that category and hit the vote now button and then select our name. That's all you got to do. I appreciate it. Thank you. Real fast. Um, so fast and so easy. And it's our first time, even after having our fourth season now, um, being nominated. So it's really, really cool. It's really cool. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the world keeps turning, shit keeps happening. Uh, there are some highs, there are some lows. Tell us Uh, about them. Um, you know, I had a couple in mind, um, but I can't think of any off the top of my head currently which is weird. The only thing I can think of is the one that I like wanted to end with, but I'll leave with it because it's going to be a week, a couple of weeks old anyways, by the time, mm-hmm. but I have some, like, I don't know. I have a, I have a good twist on it too. Okay. So okay, like, tell me about it, sister. This week in the most. This like, week as, the reco- as of the recording, as of the recording, the co- recording week. Um, in the most grasping for masculinity way I have ever seen in my <laughs> fucking life. Like I have never like in, in a move that the entire world had to look and go, is he compensating? Mm. Um, Bezos launched himself into space in a dick mobile. Like mm-hmm. you saw it, right? Oh yeah. It was like a blatant penis. So now we like, have I'm three, going into space. Three billionaires now. Three billionaires from the US raising who, to space. Who could have used that money to do all sorts of things on top of just pay your fair share of taxes. Uh, just that do it. and also pay your employees. Pay your employees like your people. <laughs> 
who can't afford to go to space because they can't even afford their apartments. Yeah. And they work so hard that they like are pooping in bags because they can't go to bathrooms. Yeah. You treat them. It's literal slave labor Mm -hmm. because like it's well, and that's the thing is like what a lot of America was waking up to realize is how much of our um, employment is essentially uh, like uh, indentured servitude because once people didn't have to rely on just the basic amount of money they were giving them so mm-hmm. they could barely pay for their rent and they could actually start looking for other jobs because they had this like little bit of cushion and freedom they won't go back to those shit jobs right right and people are mad about it and I also just want to be like first there's that part of it there's the they don't have to now and they're finding better jobs mm-hmm. the jobs that they were in would have never paid them a vacation in their entire life. I don't give a shit if they stay off of, stay on unemployment for a bit longer because they will never, you know, like if they go back to these shit jobs, ever be able to go on vacation. No. Um, and also, who do you think died during the pandemic? The people that couldn't afford health care. Yeah. The percentage of people that weren't elderly were of minority groups and those that are are less able to pay for healthcare. So the people that were serving you and the people yeah. that were bagging your fucking groceries, that's who fucking died. And you're going, I don't know why anyone wants to work. They're dead, asshole. Yeah. Anyways, so there's yeah. that. But there is a bit of a silver lining. Um, not really like a silver lining, but did you know? Because I didn't know. Because I don't, I don't try to keep track of this stuff. Did you know that Mackenzie Scott, do you know who she is first and foremost? Because I didn't know who she was. Mackenzie Scott. It sounds familiar, but I don't know that I know who it is. She is Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. Oh, yes, I did. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I I just saw the best tweet about her um, because she's donating her money to HBCU, Mm -hmm. uh, which like she's focusing um, herself like on to serve students of color and those from low income backgrounds. She's like, she's actually doing something with her money. Um, but the best Scott, it was from Rohita uh, Kandambi. And it says Mackenzie Scott donating her money to HBCU while her ex cosplays being an astronaut <laughs> definitively proves that girls go to college to get more knowledge and boys go to Jupiter to get more stupid. <laughs> And so I thought that that was like a delightful way for me to like end that. I've just been seething about it, which is why I don't think I can think of any other news story right now because I'm just angry. I get it. I get it. Um, 100%. Which, guess what brings me to my next point? What? What? So uh, we shouldn't give our money to Jeff Bezos. We're all like in agreement to this. And it really sucks to like... Amazon has everything and you can buy everything and you can send it to people. Yeah. But you know what? We have a really bad relationship with things anyways, but if you were going to buy things, uh, revolution Rosie's wants you to buy it from local people. And on top of that, we want you to buy it from local businesses that are locally owned by women. Yes. Um, so we have decided that through the end of 2021, um, we will be giving free ad space on our podcast to locally owned women's businesses. Um, and that means anywhere in Ohio, I mean, like locally owned can just be a small business because, you know, it's local if it's online. I, I was going to say, if you're an <laughs> online business, it, yeah. 
you can ship local, yes. I assume. I mean, to the U.S. probably. Um, you right. know, getting out of the country. I know we have some listeners out of the country, which is crazy. And thanks again. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have a website, that's even dang better. Oh, so good. So yeah, till the end of the year, um, absolutely send us or tell your friends that have a business that have a side hustle. It doesn't have to be like a physical business. It can be something that they like a good service that they offer. Um, but they um, do an have a shop know, even an Etsy shop, uh, you know, um, you know, somebody who bakes cakes as like yeah. a side hustle. And, you know, like I, we want to pre promote these women, um, who are, you know, trying to rock it out and give you an option other than a dick to the moon, um, <laughs> to order. I bet none and, of these people will goods. buy, uh, buy a dick rocket to go up in space none of these people. Oh, um, yeah. So if you have a local or if you have a female owned business or you, um, have a friend who has a female owned business that you were like, this is such a great opportunity for her. I'm going to let her know. Um, please email us at revolution Um, you can private message us on Facebook revolution rosies or on Instagram revolution rosies, yeah. um, wherever you can find us, you can message us. Heck, and get even us TikTok. We're on revolution rosies on yeah. TikTok. So yeah, get us on TikTok, wherever you can reach out to us, let us know. Um, we're going to try to do about two ads per episode, which equals up to about 20 ads to the end of the year. So we do have like a limited space, but it is completely free. We're not asking you for anything whatsoever except for the information about your business and what you want to sell. So, um, and with that said, I actually have our first ad of the 2021 year. So yay! yay. <laughs> tell us um, about it. I'll tell you all about it. So our first, um, our first ad or yeah, our first ad actually comes from Westerville, which is where I just moved. Um, she is a friend of mine and actually I am wearing one of her shirts. I'm talking about Megan Lee designs. And as you can see, this shirt is an awesome RBG shirt. Um, I was planning on wearing it for our first episode anyway. Uh, so I was really excited that we decided to do this promotion. I was able to like work it in. Um, the shirt itself says fight for the things you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. RBG. Um, so you these are all yourself in that for our Instagram. Do you think I haven't already? <laughs> 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 so Megan Lee designs, um, and a little bit about, uh, Megan Lee, uh, she grew up in Clintonville, grew her business in Chicago, and now owns a shop in, and a studio with her husband in Westerville, Ohio. Uh, she has been drawing, designing, and printing all of her shirts by hand since 2005. Mm. She is known locally for her Midwest is best design and using the softest shirts she can source, which I can like tell you these, they feel like that shirt that you should throw away, but you won't because it just feels mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. second skin. It's so good. It's like it, and you've washed it just the right amount of times. It's so good. Like there's, yeah. I was so excited to wear this shirt when I bought it, but I was like, I'm saving this for our first episode. <laughs> um, uh, and then, so, and she also does like, she does men's t-shirts. She does, um, children's t-shirts. You can get that, like, t-shirt for your child that's turning just one that says something funky about the one-year-old she's got like 
super feminist, strong female thing. She's got um, LGBTQ plus items. Like she's got everybody covered. Um, my daughter has a shirt that has a lion's head that says she'd be small, but mighty. Um, and just like, you know, she's got all sorts of like really beautiful designs and she draws them all herself. And you can see that they're just, they're lovely. They're not going to look like somebody did it on their circuit. No offense, uh, or cricket, no offense. <laughs> um, so if you want to see all of her new designs and see videos of her printing process, which who doesn't love to watch something like that? Oh, I think uh, it's so relaxing. Yeah, I think, yeah. And she does like, I, it's all the printing herself. So really cool. She's at Megan Lee Designs um, on Instagram. So Megan, M-E-G-A-N-L-E-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-S um, on Instagram. Her shop is located in Uptown Westerville, just off the corner of College and State. It says, look for the lion mural. Um, or you can visit her online at MeganLeeDesigns.com. Awesome. And guess what else? Tell me. For 15% off of your first order, use the code ROSIES or mention us at the shop. How cool so if is you that? Want to get- we got our first promo code. Our first- <laughs> Rosies, check them out online, build up an order, get 15% off just by typing R-O-S-I-E-S. Love that. Um, and your promo code. So thank you again, Megan. Um, she's amazing. She's a really cool person. Her shirts are amazing. Check her out. And that's our first ad of 2021. Yay, Megan Lee Designs. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, talking about dicks in the air. Um, I'm going to get started on my first person. Which well, I'm very excited to see where this is going because what would, why what would that be connected? Segue. <laughs> what a great segue. Uh, the funny thing is like I was saying earlier, I'm like, I, uh, accidentally did a very themed episode and I didn't even mean to. So, um, so here we go. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about an American inventor. Okay. Her name is Valerie Thomas. Have you ever heard of her? I've not. Okay. I'm excited because this is, I wasn't, I, I, she was one of those women I came across because you see like a screenshot of someone's tweet that was like, did you know this person did this? And it's like a picture yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to check her out. She didn't just do that. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> oh, just start the story. Let's hear about her. All right. I got my sources from, um, wiki CTV news, revolt TV, um, and, uh, MIT.edu. Okay. And that tweet and that tweet, uh, (laughs) which he was famous and I forgot to write him down because I was writing so much else down anyways. Okay. So born, it did go viral. So it's not like you guys haven't seen it. You've probably seen it. Okay. So born February 8th of 1943 in Maryland, um, Valerie Thomas, um, she became interested in science, uh, starting at a very young age. Uh, she watched her father tinker with the family TV and seeing all the parts inside. She was like really interested. Her father was a photographer Um, and she was introduced to optics through his hobbies, like tinkering with the TV. So she was like, oh, this stuff is also cool. Um, so when she was about eight years old, she brought home and read the boy's first book of electronics. 
because it's, you know, for boys. Only. 19, you know, it was 1951. Um, so it's like the boys first book of electronics. <laughs> and then she was hoping her father would help her with projects in the book, but he didn't. Um, by all accounts, she did not receive a lot of encouragement to pursue science. Um, and, um, in the matter in science or math from home. Um, she actually didn't say that she got a lot of help in school um, because math and science was not meant for women mm. and everything had recently been integrated and she was a young black woman. So obviously no one's being like, you can be a scientist. Yeah, You're yeah. a woman and you're black. You don't, you don't get any of that. No. So, um, so she didn't study much in school, but when she got her first C in junior high, she cried all the way home. She had to make a choice. She said, I could continue to, to not study and take the grades I would get, or I could start studying and ensure that I would continue to get all good grades. So you know what she did? Yeah. She decided to focus on her social side of life oh. and not complain if her grades weren't what she wanted them to be. Oh, that's not what I, expected. However, <laughs> right. It's not what I, that's not what I expected. Um, but I do love this. She said, however, and I think that this is such an awesome like point of view in life she made sure that when she was at school she was present when she was uh she was there she was well rested she sat in the front she played close attention she asked questions if she didn't understand she chose to focus on learning um and not her grades and took personal responsibility um and it worked she she took that success and she got to go to college so she was like listen I'm not going to sit at home and study every night, but when I'm at school, I'm going to be at school. Yeah. And I think that that's such like a amazing lesson for life in general. Just be like, you don't have to completely, but when you're there, be yeah. present. Right. It's like your job, like, sure. Yeah. Do a good you know, job at your job, but, but when you're be, off work, you're off. Yeah. You, you know? don't have to continue, you know, like, and you can still excel in yeah. doing that. You know, yeah. you don't have to bring it home. So I just, I thought that that was like an amazing thing. Um, so she attended Morgan State University where she was one of two women majoring in physics. Oh, that's um, which similar I, to your, your plight. Right. I mean, my class was much smaller, I'm sure. But also it's pretty amazing that she was one of two women and she was a black woman at that time. Yeah, that's, right. I mean, like all of that's really cool. Right. Um, and I just love all of these little hiccups she has. And I, I she said, realizing um, she would have to know calculus by the second year and she had never done it. Oh. Uh, she learned, she learned in college how to study, um, to learn it uh, by the following year. And she was an excellent student. Her senior year of college, she signed up to meet with recruiters, many of which were private industries and only one of which was the government, NASA. So I'm but sorry, she, real quick, what was she studying? She was studying physics. Physics. Okay. Sorry. Keep yeah. going. So she was studying physics, um, majoring in physics. So, mm -hmm. um, so like, so at the end of her year, you know, like she met with all the recruiters, but she told the recruiters, like, I'm going to go back to school. So like, I'm not even going to take you seriously. Mm. Um, and so she, and she straight up told them that, uh, so, but so NASA finally got back with her. So when NASA finally got back with her, um, she realized she didn't have the money to graduate. Oh. Uh, and she needed a job. So she had told all the recruiters, like, I'm just going to go to school. I don't need it. And then like, she was like, oh shit, I don't need money. And <laughs> I've, NASA, I've made a mistake. <laughs> oh no, this is bad. <laughs> Maybe I should have taken one job. <laughs> Maybe I should have like taken 
I just love how she's like getting through life. Like I'm really smart and doing my thing. And then she's like, oh Oh, no, money. (laughs) So, uh, so she like, she, NASA reached out to her was like, do you want a job with us? She was like, yes. And they're like, when can you start? And she was like the day after I graduate. And they're like, don't you, don't you want to take a vacation? And she was like, oh, I need fucking money. Okay. How about, (laughs) she didn't want to tell him that she didn't have any money. So she was like, okay, how about, how about the, the week after graduation? (laughs) So she's like, oh, give myself a week to make it look like I took a vacation, but no, I need to go to, but really she's just sitting there like, oh God. I don't have any money. Um, so I just, I really love that. Just, she was just like, oh no, I don't need a job. I'm going to school. <gasps> school costs money. Um, which, <laughs> which is funny. Cause like in the seventies, you are not in the seventies. This would have been like, like 60s, the sixties. Right? Yeah. This is the sixties. You could forget the school costs. Oh, absolutely. Like, it was 26 cents. <laughs> She's like, oh no, I don't have two pennies. <laughs> uh, um, so <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, she said the second Monday after graduation. So in 1964, she started to work for NASA, which is why I was like, oh my God, it ties right in because yeah. space. Her, yeah, space. Um, so she was a data analyst, which is actually what I want to be. So that, that, that it was kind of fun because I didn't look at her because she did computers and programming right. coding. But like, as I'm looking at her, I'm like, I want to be, you know, I want to get into, uh, data analysis and then get into, uh, like, uh, data science. Yeah. I'll read you about this and tell you exactly why that, that interests me so much. So anyways, also I get to call myself a scientist, which would be like really cool. That would be really Uh, cool. So, um, while this was still during Jim Crow, um, NASA had an honorable amount of black men scientists at this time. Valerie credits this in part to Melba Roy, who she suspected had a hand in getting more African-Americans in the organization. Um, so, and I believe that she was one of the women um, in that the was in the, in the movie yeah. Hidden Figures. Yeah. Um, so she said that she never really worked directly with that woman, um, which is kind of cool because it's like, they were just like a group of token black women that were high. Like she was like, we were all over departments, but she like really had a hand in that. So I think it's super honorable and cool that like black women sent us to the moon. Just saying. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Her first assignments were to build a program. um, And mind you, so like I program, I build Mm -hmm. programs. I do it on my computer. I run the program and it's like, bloop, bloop, bloop this doesn't make sense. And I go back and I run through and I figure out where my math is wrong or where, you know, like what's wrong. She had to like punch holes and then feed it into a computer. Oh and then God. it would be like, it's like a, this. it's like a Scantron or something. Yeah. And then they would actually have to like tape over holes and stuff to like oh fix their God. code. That's how they fix their code. So she, so she, um, her first assignment was to build a code. Uh, she had never even seen a computer at this point, uh, other than in sci-fi movies. So she, so she like took this on blind. And I just think of that every time I apply for a job and they want five years of experience. I'm like, you know, she didn't have five years. Yeah. <laughs> she had never even seen a computer. Um, anyways, you could, you could come at them with this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, do you know who, uh, do you know who Valerie is? Because she, she didn't have experience. No. And let me, let me tell you what she did. Let me tell you what she did. Um, so <laughs> she eventually moved up in NASA 
and served in a position of management in the development of NASA's image processing systems for Landsat. So Landsat was the first satellite to send multispectral images of Earth to study Earth's resources from outer oh, space. Whoa. Yeah. That's not even something I think about. Like, yeah. it's always, it feels like it's always been, you know? Oh, it's, yeah, it's super cool. So Landsat is the oldest continuous Earth observing satellite imagery program. It was launched July 23rd, 1972. And the most recent Landsat 8 was launched February 11, 2013. So we're still doing this program because what it does is so invaluable. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the program is unique resource for global change. So she helps monitor like- um, Like global like warming. Global and warming right. and yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as well as agricultural, agriculture, cartographer, cartographer, cartography. That, that, yeah, the land thing yeah. that I can't say right now. <laughs> I um, only know that because map makers are called cartographers. Yes, cart cartography. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> cartography. Geology, forestry, regional planning, surveillance, and education. Uh, U.S. Geology, Geological Survey, Earth Explorer website um, is a great place to go to if you want to see, like, the pictures that... Like they send back, but they mm -hmm. use this for all this information. Um, so, I mean, think of it like, okay, uh, it's so cool. Like it, it just does such cool things. So um, Valerie became the resident expert on the computer compatible tapes or CCT. Um, they were used to store the early imagery. Mm -hmm. She was also one of the image processing specialists who facilitated the large area crop inventory experiment called LACI, Large Area Crop Inventory Experiment, um, a project that showed global crop monitoring could be done with Landsat imagery. So what that does, we'll say, what is the worldwide wheat yield going to look like this year? Jeez. So is that like, um, I mean, that probably helps like the farmer's almanac type things yeah. too, right? I mean, yeah. So this is like the most um, intricate like data science. So um, a data an analysis, they take all the information that like, you know, you're getting all this information. Well, they, they like, they store all of the information. So this is like, they can see, you know, they, they can study brain. Where's the... <laughs> I like looking for it for real because like um, reach up reach up and grab maybe it's I know Let's, I don't um, even know you could tell me fish repetitive no. fish and I'll be like no no so they, okay. they see all that they see all of the um patterns there we go <laughs> patterns so they take all this information you're getting information from everywhere and they take take this information and they sort it. They sort the sort the sort. Okay. So like, okay. you know, this time this happens, this, 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 they sort all the information. That's what the analyst does. Then the data scientist takes that information and makes usable programming out of that information. Um, something that you would be really familiar with, with what, with what a data scientist does is um, like, uh, Facebook's algorithms are built by data scientists because they like they're they're mined by analysts who like sort the information and then the data scientists are like okay well this is what this information tells us and this is how we can use it now that's like the shitty stuff that I don't want to do the stuff that I would like to do is be able to tell you what the worldwide wheat 
inventory is going to look like this year because of some pictures that NASA has. Right. So um, it's really, really, really cool. It is. Um, it's fascinating. Yeah. So that's like just the beginning of her relationship with NASA. And that's not even the thing she got tweeted about. Oh. Yeah. But before I talk to you about what she got tweeted about, I want to talk to you about our next ad. Oh my gosh. Um, this is another one that I'm really excited about. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, y'all know me. I love to bake. I love baked goods. Um, and she, our next she plays ad, a mean, a mean, like charcuterie too, man. I tell you, I do, you, man. you're like a real good, like caterer and you're not even a caterer. So I was thinking about like, until I find a job getting on Fiverr and be like, what do you need? Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. But anyways, the next ad is for the Pastry Factory. Um, so the Pastry Factory is owned by Baker Allison Blackwell. Uh, they specialized in gourmet avant-garde desserts and pastries with several gluten-free and vegan options. Hey, Viv, do you hear that? I did. I was excited about what I was like, what are avant-garde desserts and pastries? You can and get then it. I was like, oh, gluten-free. Oh gluten-free. my God. So excited. Um, The Pastry Factory was founded in 2012 as a less than part-time bakery. So she was just kind of like baking goods uh, while she was balancing um, a job and four children. Oh, my lands. Yeah. Allison focused on selling her baked goods at areas farmers markets. But but then when the pandemic, um, when the pandemic began, she was laid off last March. Um, and she decided to make the pastry factory her full-time gig. Hello, another reason why people aren't going back to the grocery store. Exactly. They're like, I can do my um, own shit. I can do my own shit. Yeah. Um, I actually have the time to focus on the thing that my the thing that I'm passionate about. Yeah. Um, so that summer, her application to become a vendor at the North Market, Farmer's Market, was accepted. Yeah, good job, Allison. Very exciting. Um, so this April, the pastry factory opened up full-time in their spot at the North Market across from Barrel and Boar. So definitely check out the pastry factory um, by baker and owner Allison Blackwell. Um, and go check out those avant-garde yeah. vegan and gluten-free options I'm going to well. have to see what that's all about. Because yeah, so. I love me some desserts. <laughs> yeah, so very exciting. Um, congratulations. And that's how you do in pandemic. Um, yes. So, so great. All right. Um, so where we left her off, she was kicking ass at NASA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we are back with Valerie Thomas. Uh, and she, so she's like doing amazing things um, at NASA. She's really like becoming a boss. Uh, but in 1976, she is at a science exhibit, exhibit, exhibition. There we go. Why? Uh, I'm good. I'm okay with words until we start recording. It's, it's a thing. It truly is a thing. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, so she is at a science exhibition and she sees an illusion of a light bulb that is lit up, even though it's removed from its socket. Um, the illusion used concave mirrors and that got her thinking about how she could use concaved mirrors with her work at NASA. She started research and experimenting in 1977, observing how the position of concave mirrors could affect the real, um, object it reflected. Um, 
And using this technology, she invented the illusion transmitter, uh, which she received a patent for on October 21st, 1980. Okay. Uh, so this is a device that NASA still uses today and scientists are working on ways to incorporate it into tools that will allow surgeons to look inside the human body. Whoa. Um, it also it also enabled the creation of the MRI. Oh, God, I've had yeah. a few of those. <laughs> and 3D movies. Oh, those are more fun than MRIs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so she like helped and, and that was the thing that she got tweeted about was like did you know a black woman and created 3d movies i'm like okay no, well i, I did not tell me more i did not and so i was like let me look into her i'm like no no she didn't wait a minute you way undersold her here <laughs> way undersold her so uh, Valerie then worked her way up through the ranks of NASA. In 1985, she was the NC, NSSDC computer facility manager. 86 to 90, she was the Space Physics and Analysts Network, SPAN, project manager during a growth time for SPAN. Um, she worked on projects related to Halley's Comet, ozone research, satellite tech, and Voyager. Um, End of August 1995, she retired from NASA. Okay. At, at that point, she was the Associate Chief of NASA's Space Science Data Operations Office, Manager of the NASA Automated Systems Incident Response Capability, and Chair of the Space Science State Operations Office Education Committee. That's a long title. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. So she um, always acted. She was always active in educational outreach. Uh, she was the president of the DC chapter of the National Techno uh, Techno Technologic. Technical. Nope. It's just oh. technical. It's just technical. Just technical. Just technical. She was. Uh, so yeah. So the DC chapter of the National Technical Association, 1974. She was the first female national president of NTA in 1985. In 86, she started working with SMART, which is science, mathematics, aerospace, research, and tech, where she spent 35 years. Now, now, because she's still alive. Oh my God. Now, well, she was she, only born in the 40s, right? Right. Okay. But just wait. Uh, she is president of the Shades of Blue DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia chapter, um, which is an aviation-oriented STEM organization that focuses on preparing young people for future in aviation. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, and she's a substitute teacher at a high school with an aerospace program. What? School is bad. Yeah. So um, she she's a lifetime learner who loves to share knowledge with young people and she would love to see them take it to the next level. Seriously, what so, school is like a high school and they offer that? I didn't see um, exactly which one it is, but she does she does focus on, yeah, tr getting these kids into arrow like into aviation and like into STEM. She wants to continue to cool. have people learn. And she's still to this day, well, as long you know, since the um video, because I got to see her talk about it and how excited she was. And she's just this like, I don't know, you read about her and she's just such a powerful person. And then you talk to her and she's just like your next door neighbor that you would never <laughs> 
realized, invented something that allowed the 3D movies. 3D movies. <laughs> like she's just such, so that's, yeah. that's the story, the continuing story of Valerie Thomas, the Love it. badass American inventor and NASA scientist. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It started out one way and ended it completely different way <laughs> yeah but still all together this like all together so yeah. I was really excited because I didn't you know I I knew this one thing about her and I was like let's check into her and I was like oh my god she yeah she- well see and that one thing was enough for you to be like wow that's cool let me see if she fits our show and then you found out so much more and that's what's really cool about doing our research I think Yes, yeah. because I, you think of them as this one thing and this, then you go in there and you're like, people are complex. They're so complex. Absolutely. You never know what you're going to find. Yeah. And I really had, I mean, like, I really had no clue what I was going to find. And she, she's probably one of the more amazing people I've done research on, Absolutely. to be honest, like oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Very good story. That was fascinating. I had no, see, and I like not knowing about the people too, when we go in, because yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what she, what did they do? Where, where, yeah. where are we going with this? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that's was, amazing. I love it. I'm really excited that that got to be our first episode of season four. Cause I've been so excited about it since I wrote it. I just didn't have the time to sit down and record it with you. Love it. So I love it. Yeah. I know you've been excited about it for a long time. So oh, yeah. and written four pages front and back. Well, there you go. <laughs> See, once you start handwriting, it's hard to not do it anymore. Yeah, no, it's, it, it was also very enjoyable because I was like cooking dinner and reading on my phone and like writing, um, just that doing it all. Tasking. Dang, I can't do that. <laughs> I made a stromboli today and I kept getting distracted by everything. I can't, but it was an amazing stromboli. I've never made a stromboli. That sounds awesome. It was really good. <laughs> good. Well, guys, thanks for coming back and joining us for episode one of season four. Yes. We are really excited to be back. Um, Please, please, if you are a woman who owns a business um, or if you know someone that does, let them know that we want to help and we want to give them free ad space. Yes. Um, Again, you you can send that to revolutionrosies at Gmail. Yes. You can also hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. All at revolutionrosies. All at Revolution Rosies um, are. I would say uh, Twitter, but we don't use it, so don't even bother. I mean, it's trash. It's I trash. barely get on. It's 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 really harmful for your mental health. It is. So like, it is. I I found that to be the the worst of my um, notifications is when Twitter pops up. I'm like, fuck you. I don't need you. <laughs> Twitter for no reason just started sending me people's tweets when somebody in their life died anyone and everyone people I didn't know it would just be like just so you know my mom died today I'm like Twitter what I don't know this person why so I mean like so we what we're saying is we would much rather have female-owned businesses and their friends promoting their businesses sent to our emails our Facebook our our Instagram and our TikTok because I don't give a I'll make a TikTok about it I don't care um and then so our logo is by um our great friend and designer amanda you can find her on instagram at amanda underscore b underscore 13 uh she did our logo our intro and outro music was written by our lovely vivian vega me, herself. me. 
And it is sang by her and performed by her band, Electric Cult Circus, who you can find in many places performing. And I'm hoping to perform with them more often. Uh, speaking you about can also find us on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Amazon, and uh, Pandora, I think. Uh, and speaking of performances, you can find Vivian and myself doing burlesque and Revolution Rosies. Um, actually, it would be this weekend yeah. from when this episode comes out. The uh, last day to-, to vote for our podcast also. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> Viv, you want to tell them a little bit about that show? Yes. So we are going to be performing and doing a live podcast at a benefit show um, and birthday party for the creator of the period pantry here in Columbus who donates. I think we've spoke about her before Jill triple step, but she um, created this business, I guess, um, nonprofit um, where she just collects um, menstruation pads and tampons and cups and just anything to help people out. Um, and so she's having a birthday show, but she's also treating it as a benefit show. Um, so if you are in the Columbus area, we will be performing at Victories Live um, on High Street um, near the Brewery District. And um, our podcast will start at five and then we will be performing later throughout the evening as well. Um, and I don't know the time of the event, but we'll go ahead and add all that information um, when it comes available. I mean, I assume we're first, so probably starts at five. (laughs) But we'll get all that information to you guys if you are making it out and about. Um, I know that a lot of you aren't. Um, If you don't, don't worry. We will be uploading that that live show as one of our shows this year. Absolutely. So with that said, trying to remember... Make sure to rate and review us on and send us to your friends. Send us to your friends. Mention us. You know, it happened. I do it all the time. I'll just all be like, time. have you listened to You're Wrong About Yet? Because you should listen to mm-hmm. You're Wrong About. It's so good. Yes. Um, I you know that you slip your podcast into everyday conversations oh all the God, time, whether yeah. or not your friends want it or not. So slip us in there too. Slip us in there and then give us a rate, a review. It really helps us out. It um, does so people can see us. Yes, absolutely. We want to get some more ears. Yes. Um, And And eyes on YouTube. Oh yeah. You can find us on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Search for Revolution Rosies if you like to be more visual about your podcast. Yes. And make sure to shop at the local stores that we are promoting this year because the last two years have been rough and they could really use it. And Mr. Penis Skyrocket doesn't need the money. So, So you know, shop local. Shop at... Uh, shop at the pastry factory. And if you need a new t-shirt, a new look, or even if you need an awesome gift, because I actually purchased a bunch of shirts for Christmas this year, check out Megan Lee designs Megan Lee Designs, um, and use so. the promo code Rosie's for 15, for 15% off. off. All right, guys. Um, until next time, smear, smear lipstick. lipstick and raise hell.